Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Powwow Live. This is the weekly show here from powwows.com. My name is Paul Gowder, and I am so glad to see you on this Thursday night. Thank you for being here with me. Tonight, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt I wore on our trip to San Francisco. I want to tell you about all their trip. We planned to go out to San Francisco. The whole reason we went out there is because we ended up with tickets to the Taylor Swift Errors concert in San Francisco. But while we were there, we found some really cool adventures and found a couple of places with some cool native history and culture. And I'm going to tell you about that tonight. So on tonight's show, what I want to tell you is about our trip. My wife and daughter and I took a trip out to San Francisco. And one of the things we like to do when we travel is to find other adventures, right? Sometimes, you know, if we were, sometimes we go to Florida. And by sometimes, I mean a lot. We end up in Florida at Disney World or whatever. But we like to, you know, venture outside the parks and go and explore other things. We've been to all, all kinds of parts of the country. And when we do that, we try to find other things to do besides what we sometimes just the purpose of the trip. So I'll back up and tell you, the reason we went out there is here's what I said earlier. This is the shirt. If you're listening on audio later, sorry, but I'm wearing a shirt now that is covered in Taylor Swift pictures and art and all kinds of her album covers, whatever. Back almost a year ago, when these Taylor Swift tickets were all nuts, first days the tickets went on sale, everybody was in standing in those queues for hours and hours and hours. Well, we didn't even try for them. But I saw all the commotion online and I was like, God, I wish I wish I would have gotten those or at least tried for them. I know our daughter would have loved to go. So I found out that there was a second sale for Capital One card holders. And I'm not going to hold it up, but I have my Capital One card sitting here. I just got a new one and I've got to activate. So I was like, well, let's just try. Let's get in the Capital One card sale and we'll try for a ticket. So I had tabs open for every city of the Irish tour and there were a lot. And just waiting in those queues, waiting in those queues. Finally, it popped up and I was able to purchase tickets. I told my wife, I don't even know where I'm buying tickets for, but it was the only tickets that popped up, hit purchase, and it ended up being San Francisco. Now, we live in South Carolina, so going to San Francisco, it's a big deal for us. That's a long way from home. Hadn't, my, my wife and daughter had never been. I went as a young kid. We lived in, in California for a few years, so we had been, but it had been a really, really long time. So we were excited to make this trip. So we plan, like I said, it was a year, almost a year in advance. We had these tickets and I got to tell you, it was so tempting seeing how people were nuts over these tickets. I actually looked online several times and it was hard not to do this, but those tickets were selling for an awful lot of money. At one point they were selling for almost six, seven times what I paid for them. It was hard not to sell them, but we gave them to my daughter for Christmas. And that was what we told her it was her Christmas and her birthday present. And we decided to go. So we, like I said, we like to try to find other things to do when we go to these cities. Fortunately, my wife is a travel planner. And if you're looking to do something like this, please contact her. You can get a free quote for any kind of travel and she'll help you out. She's very experienced in all kinds of travel all over the world. And you can find out more about that over at powwows.com slash travel agent. Her services are free and she will give you a quote. So what she did was she looked all over um, her sites and was able to find us two tours that included two things that I really wanted to go see. And that is Muir Woods 
and Alcatraz. I didn't, I knew a little bit about some of the native history on Alcatraz. I did not know about all the stuff that happened or, you know, the history of Muir Woods. I just knew it was the Redwood trees and Star Wars was filmed in a Redwood forest. And, you know, me being a big Star Wars fan, I wanted to go and see them. Now, it wasn't, Muir Wood is not where they filmed Return of the Jedi, but it was close and it was the same kind of area. So that was what we did. And it was really cool that we were able to get these two tours. So I want to, I'll play a little bit of a video of Muir Woods and talk a little bit about um, what we saw there. This is a national park run by the National Park Service now. Archaeologists show that the Coast Miwok tribe, they have evidence that they can trace them back to living in this area of California as far as long, far back as 6,000 BC. And as, as many other tribes did across the country, they used the resources and their, their local um, area as really determining how they lived. So they were able to make use of these giant redwoods and use the bark for the the outside of their huts and their their houses they used the the lumber to be able to build canoes and other things and they were really able to make make their villages right here among the redwoods it is an amazing thing to walk through the trails here in this redwood forest these trees are 200 plus feet tall they grow in in pods they call them families and you, it was really cool to be able to walk down these trails and all of a sudden you would see a grouping of trees and know that they were, according to the people there, knowing that these things were not just individual trees, but they did share resources and these trees kind of lived together. In recent years, the Park Service has taken, as you, I'm showing a sign here, talking about how they named the Redwoods and, and some of the history, the native history there. The National Park Service is working hard to put more signage and more information out about the the coast miwok and the native history and of this area so i think that's a really great thing that they're trying to include more of it it is a place if, i highly recommend if you are able to go here not only are you walking among an area in an area where there has been tribal people for hundreds of years but it is just an incredible place to really feel grounded and connected it's amazing Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed walking there. We could go back and spend so much time there. So that was the first adventure we had where we got a little touch of Native American culture on our trip to San Francisco. So here's some video that we took of our visit to Alcatraz. Alcatraz is a penitentiary built on an island out in the middle of San Francisco Bay. Before that, it was an important uh, spiritual and meeting place for some Native tribes in the area including the Miwoks and others. Archaeologists say that there were indigenous people in the area and making use of the island 10 to 20,000 years before uh, they, they actually started using the island for a penitentiary. During the 1800s, they actually shipped, the U.S. government shipped some Hopi to Alcatraz. And so that was the first time there were Native people in, imprisoned there. Then the, the uh, United States government in the early 1900s, I think it was in the 1930s, opened the penitentiary, penitentiary on the island and housed some of the most dangerous criminals in the United States. And as you walked through this place, you could feel that, that they, whoever they put there, they really wanted them to stay. They did not want to get out. It, it was an eerie feeling walking through the cell block. The federal government 
ended there. It didn't. It only lasted, I think, thirty years as a prison, and they determined. Actually, Robert F. Kennedy determined that it was too expensive to operate. And again, walking around this thing, you could. It was so easy to tell that this was crazy. How did they ever think this was going to be um, a, a good use of resources? Because everything out there had to be shipped in. It was, it, you could tell that this was going to be extremely hard to maintain and keep up. So they abandoned the prison and the federal government pulled out of the island. On November 20th, 1969, a group of Native Americans led by Richard Oakes took over the island and they cited the fact that the Fort Laramie Treaty said that any federal lands that were once held by tribes that were then abandoned by the federal government should be returned to the tribes. So they took over and they, they, they stormed the island or went out to the island and took occupation of the island on November 20th, 1969. Over 90 people went out then and they stayed there for 19 months. The idea was to be able to form a cultural center there with classes and teaching people all kinds of crafts and history. They really wanted to make this a gathering point they were hoping to, of course, raise awareness of Native issues and try to get into media and help launch some, other, some um, benefits as far as like some better laws and policies when it came to Native affairs. For us, what was really cool was not only to go out there knowing that, that Alcatraz had been occupied by a group of Natives, but this is actually the 50th anniversary of the occupation. And so the the, this is also a national park, and the National Park Service has put in an exhibit detailing the occupation with photos, with actual photographs from the, the time, but they also have lots of um, actual things that were there during the occupation. In the video, if you watch that, and again, I'll link this in the show notes if you're listening on audio later, but in the photos, when you first arrive on Alcatraz, you can see a big sign that said, you know, this is federal land or whatever, and they and when they first occupied the island, they painted over that and said, this is Indian land. And because uh, this is now historical part of, of the island, they've actually gone back and restored some of that painting and some of the graffiti that is all over the island. And they are making sure they preserve that. And, and that included actually touching up the paint and bringing it back to its original state. So when you get off the ferry, you know, that is the first thing you really see is this big sign that shows you that this was occupied by a group of natives in the, in the 70s. The occupation lasted until June 11th, 1971, when the, or I think it was the original 90 people, it was down to uh, less than 20 on the island, and the federal government, working with California officials, was able to come onto the island and remove everybody. But historians and Others point to this as really the launch of Native activism, and this is one of the things that really helped jumpstart many of the issues that were able to be brought to the forefront and really helped jumpstart a, a, a discussion on a lot of things. Richard Oakes, went, you know, he's gone on and has been active in Native affairs and policies for a long time, as well as many other the other people that were there during this time has be, have continued to be a part of that. Again, it was so eerie to walk through this place knowing that at one time it was a penitentiary, penitentiary, but then knowing that it was also a place that for these 19 months 
that there were families and groups of people making their life here on the island, trying to form a society on this remote rock and trying to make the best of it and make the world a better place by being on this island in such a remote place. Such a dichotomy uh, of, of positions here between the two things, but really amazing. So again, I hope you enjoyed a little bit of the story of our trip to San Francisco. And I want to challenge you when you go and travel, whether you're going, you know, for going to Disney World or you're going to the Mall of America or what, wherever you're doing, see if you can plan a little time in your day. Google it. Look on Powell's.com and, and we're building more resources to help you do this. But, you know, go out there and look and see. I bet you there is something Wherever you're traveling in the U.S. and Canada, there's something you can go and find and get a little bit of that native culture in your trip, a little bit of native history. And whether it's just going and finding a place like Alcatraz and, and acknowledging who was on that land before you or going to a place like Mirror Woods and just being immersed in such an amazing environment, I think you can find something near you. So I challenge you, find that on your next trip. I see several of the comments and I want to address them. So Blue Jay says they've been to the museum and it really was emotional for them and said it made them cry. It, it, it is very emotional on this island. I remember going as a kid and being going in a cell and, and I, that's one of my vivid memories from my time in California. Don't have many, but that is one. And even going back now and walking those, it's, it's, ooh, it, it's creepy and cool, and intriguing all at the same time. Okay, so thank you for being here and being a part of the Let Me Tell That Story. I'm hoping to bring more of my travel stories to you, something we've done for years, but I haven't had the time or the resources, you know, working a full-time job before, now that this is my job full-time, thanks to you out there. So I'm hoping to bring more of this content and take more of our travels and actually put them out in videos and pictures on powwows.com. So hopefully I will be able to do that more and we've got some trips planned. But again, thank you so much for being here. This is the show we do every week here at powwows.com, Powwow Life. And it's because of you, we get to come here and, and I get to talk to you guys. And it's great. The community here at powwows.com is the reason we do everything. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of it and all the support you've shown to us. Don't forget, if you are looking for travel and you need help planning your next trip, my wife can help you do that. Powwows.com slash travel agent will get you to her site and she can give you a free quote and consultation. Travel agents like my wife never, ever cost anything. They get paid by the destinations. So give her, give her a call and she will help you out. If you are new to Powwows and looking to learn more, we do have some resources. You can head over to Powwows.com slash Powwow 101. And that is a, a series of emails we'll send you what to expect at your first powwow. It'll be all the question, most common questions you have about the dancing, the grand entry, the vendors, what to do, what to wear, all that kind of stuff, powwows.com slash powwow101. If you're looking to go to a powwow, we've got a calendar full of powwows, and we are adding more every day. There are so many still happening in August and September. We, we've got so many in the queue to add to the calendar, so keep checking it often. But if you want us to email you powwows near you, you can go to powwows.com slash powwows near me. That'll get you on our email list and we will send out the powwow calendar twice a month. You can always go to powwows.com slash calendar and search it yourself. 
And then don't forget to support us by shopping over at powells.com slash shop. We've got some great stuff. Thank you again for all your support. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you get to spend some time with your family. Again, I challenge you, work that into your next trip and find a little native culture as you travel around with your family. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe. Good luck. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.